the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Thanks so much. Don't forget to access the podcast. Go to 989theanswer.com. Click on Listen, click on Shows, and then you can go down and uh, page down to mine. Jeff podcasts the show in half-hour increments with the commercials taken out, so you can catch any segment that you miss or any segment you'd like to hear again. Uh, Check that out at 9890answer.com. You can also buy your tickets to the March 20th event at the Lazy Chameleon. Uh, Those tickets go up on Friday, go up in price, and we'd love to have you there with the predecessor to the Bruce Woolley Show, Mike Gallagher, the Mike Gallagher Show, myself and Jack Windsor. Jack starts his show 5 o'clock on Monday, the Windsor Report, right here on 9890answer.com. So check all that out. Now, we know that when our state legislators, our Republican state legislators, because every Democrat voted against it, approved Ed Choice in the state of Ohio, we knew a couple of things. We knew that more people would be eligible for an Ed Choice scholarship from the state of Ohio to offset the cost of private school, homeschooling, or whatever. We knew that because it stands to reason, right? I mean, if they raise the income levels for full eligibility to $135,000 of family income, then it used to be around 70000 more people were going to qualify. So we knew that. What we didn't know was how many people were going to take advantage of it. And what we really didn't know, even though we were told and scolded and hectored by the teachers unions and the Democrats out there. We didn't know if it would really destroy the public school system, but we were told that it would. And we were told that it was unfair to take money away from public schools and give it to people who were going to private schools, even though that was not part of the legislation. (laughs) Okay, so can't afford to do that. Well, we're not doing it. But you can't afford to do it. But we're not doing it. Yeah, but if you even think about doing it, you can't. But we're not thinking about it. So the numbers are in. And we can now render a verdict on whether the uh, left-wing freakout was worth it or not. Now, you say, wait a minute. Where do these numbers come from? Good question. Because if the numbers come from a conservative talk show host, or if they come from, I don't know, the Center Square or other Daily Caller, Daily Wire, places like that, then you might say, okay, are these really authentic numbers? Well, these numbers come from WOSU, PBS, Public Broadcasting, State of Ohio, not a known conservative outlet. And here they are, over 66 thousand new families took advantage of the enlarged program in ed choice at a cost of 412 million dollars wait let's stop right there is that what they said it would cost 412 million no they said it would cost over a billion 
Did it cost over a billion? No, I just told you it cost $412 million. It cost less than half what they said it would cost. Okay. But what about how many kids are leaving the schools? Are the schools at Olentangy empty? Are the schools in Dublin empty? Are the schools in Upper Arlington empty? Well, I don't think so. Because I'm also looking at a story here that talks about how each one of those districts, well, not Dublin, but Olentangy for sure, is asking for more money because they are getting ready to build a fifth high school. They must have kids if they're building a fifth high school. What else are they building? A seventh middle school and a 20th elementary school. Now, I know people in Olentangy who had enough of the woke crap being forced down the throat of their students and enough of teachers, male teachers showing up wearing dresses and rainbow-colored socks to leave that system. But apparently there's still enough kids going there that they need to build more buildings. And I don't doubt that they do. But back to the WOSU numbers on EdChoice. In the 2022-2023 school year, so a year ago, 30 students who live in the Olentangy Local School District received EdChoice scholarships or vouchers for private schools. This year, 713 who live in the district receive vouchers. That is a lot of new EdChoice vouchers in Olentangy. In fact, they did the math for me. I'll trust them. That's a 20, it's a 2,300% increase. So they must be right. Right, the enrollment in Olentangy must be dropping like a rock. No, actually, the next paragraph. Despite this, the district's enrollment grew by 500 students. Why would that be? Because more people are moving into the Olentangy district. That's why they need the new elementary, the fifth high school. They got people moving into the district. They got people leaving, but they got people moving in. This has always been my thing with teachers unions who are afraid of ed choice is that sometimes kids leaving your district can actually be a blessing to your district if it saves you having to build a new building. It's hard to build a new building. you got to pass a levy. you got to go through all kinds of rigmarole. you got to hire contractors. You hope nothing bad happens. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if some kids leave a district and go somewhere else for an education. And I've also, also often said that it's, Not an automatic that if a private school starts in your district, that kids in your district are going to flock to the private school because there are a lot of things the private school has that they just can't match the public school. They can't ever match. No private school can ever match a public school on its degree of community buy-in. You live in a community, you want to see your local school do well. That is universal, whether it's a sports team, whether it's a musical, whether it's a language club, whatever it is, residents want to get behind their local public school. And I don't seed for a second, because I'm on the inside in my local district, I don't seed for a second that our academics are inferior to a public to a private school. They're not. They're not inferior at all. We're delivering great results. We're doing a lot with a manageable amount of money. We're not, we're not, uh, we don't have access to a gusher of gold like they do at Columbus City Schools where they're spending $20,000 a kid and asking for more every single day. And people in the inner city are stupid enough to okay their levy and give it to them. What about other districts? This is from WOSU. I'll read it right off the page. For most other Franklin County school districts, including Columbus, Southwestern, and Gahanna-Jefferson, state data shows hundreds more vouchers 
but no apparent mass exodus of students. Only one school district in Franklin County, I'm still reading, saw a decrease in vouchers this year, Whitehall, with two less than the previous school year. In the Dublin School District, still reading, nearly 500 more students received vouchers this year versus last year. In Upper Arlington, the number jumped from 11 to about 260. When asked about the spike, both districts responded with confusion. Why confusion? Because their enrollment's not down. That's why. They were surprised to find out they have more kids taking vouchers, but their enrollment is not down. Officials were not aware that many students who live in their districts were getting vouchers, and districts did not see a corresponding drop in enrollment. In fact, enrollment grew as expected. So the liberal freakout was over nothing. It was over nothing. Well, it wasn't over nothing. They don't like parents being empowered to make decisions. They don't like some districts being accountable to parents in their district. Some districts, thankfully the one I serve, are not afraid of that. In fact, they welcome that. They want the parents involved. I ran on a platform protecting parents' rights. I won by a comfortable margin. Must be a popular stance. I would encourage other candidates to adopt it because that is who you're accountable to, the students and their parents. But the people in some districts don't want to be accountable to student outcomes and to parental expectations. If you are delivering great student outcomes and parents understand your academic plan, your discipline plan, your transportation plan, your dining plan, they are much more, much more apt to accept it and support it. Now, what's difficult for districts, and Olin Tangy's experiencing this, a lot of districts are experiencing this, is the burden, and it is a burden, that are that is placed on districts by rapid expansion of the residential base in a particular area. In Heath, Licking County, Intel, they're asking to approve a bond issue. Why? Because some developer's coming in, he's building 1,800 housing units on 300 acres off Central Parkway, out by me. They're doing the same thing. Fairbanks, trying to build onto their existing building that houses both high school and middle school, Madison Plains in Madison County. North Fork local schools, schools that are asking for levies are asking for levies because they're forced to expand their facilities. They've typically always been adequate, but now because of rampant development, and we're being told this by developers, oh, we're lagging so far behind. Well, maybe you tackle that problem before you invite a big company like Intel in here or Amgen or any of the other big companies, or maybe before you do that, you recognize that you have a housing housing shortage and you fix that first. It is time for what has become a popular segment on the Bruce Woolley Show, 1220 Every Day. We do Today in Crazy. And Today in Crazy seems a perfect time to update you on what is going on in Atlanta with Fawny Willis and Terrence Bradley and Nathan Wade and everybody else who are uh, co-stars in the ongoing soap opera, soap opera 
Atlanta Law, The Trials and Travails of Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis. But before we get to that, before we get to Terrence Bradley's testimony yesterday, headline, State of California. Half of Americans say California is in decline, with more than half of Republicans saying the state isn't really American, according to an L.A. Times poll. Meanwhile, oh, those evil Republicans, it's just them. The Democrats don't feel that way. Wait a second. 30% of Democrats say the state is too liberal. Yeah, so here's how they fix that. If you live in California, what you do is you get murdered by the taxes. So you move to Arizona where the taxes are lower. And then you vote Democrat and you turn Arizona from a red state into a purple state. And you ruin Arizona. My wife and I used to think for sure, 100%, we were going to retire in Arizona. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Not going to happen. I'd like to retire in America. And Arizona is becoming decidedly less so. How many people moved out of California last year? 800,000. 800,000. This is why I wonder. The wisdom of Gavin Newsom becoming the Democrats' backup plan. If Joe Biden, for instance, in his physical today, uh, fails it or is asked a cognitive question, and I have no doubt he'll fail that. But Democratic policies don't just cease to work in California. They're not really working in Denver, or they're about to not work for the people who have grown up and lived in Denver. And I have family on both sides living in Denver. Hopefully they will not be impacted by this. But Daily Wire headline, as Denver faces a budget crisis... Why would they be facing a budget crisis in Denver? It's beautiful. People moving there like crazy. The mountains, sure, it snows, but snow melts the next day. Why would they be facing a budget crisis in Denver? Oh, here's why. With 40,000 illegal immigrants arriving in the last year, the city is using its resources to get the migrant population employed. They must have a big job boom out there. No. Hourly workers in the city of Denver have been warned that they may lose hours to illegal immigrants and that the public school system will be adapted to help illegals get work permits. What? So they're going to, like, not hold classes at public schools or take time away from schooling kids in Denver so they can give people work permits? Denver Channel 9 reported on Monday that the city of Denver warned its workforce of job cuts, reporting that while the city says it is not laying off employees to pay for the migrant crisis, it is telling hourly workers they may have their hours reduced to zero. You're not getting laid off. You just don't have any hours to work. Oh, gee, it feels like being laid off. (laughs) Well, don't pay attention to your feelings. For once, Democrats say, don't pay attention to your feelings. But sorry about it if you live in Denver, Colorado. And now, 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 without further ado, it is time for the latest travails of Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade in a little something we call Atlanta Law, set to the music of Elvis Presley. Yes, they are caught in a trap. They can't walk out uh, because they just love each other too much, baby. So yesterday, Terrence Bradley, the former law partner of uh, Nathan Wade, was on the stand. And he was 
Well, he's overcome by a fit of being Joe Biden. He couldn't remember anything. This is after Terrence Bradley had been in the judges' chambers, where the judge looked at text messages from Terrence Bradley to one of the people being targeted by Fawny Willis. And the judge said, no, I'm sorry, this is not privileged information. <laughs> when their affair started, Nathan Wade and Fawny Willis, you have to testify to this in an open hearing. So, so Terrence Bradley leaves the judge's chamber, and he goes back to the chair, and he's asked these questions. And all of a sudden, maybe he ate ice cream. Maybe he ate the Joe Biden memory-depriving uh, ice cream. He couldn't remember anything. And here's what he said. I don't recall, because he had already said in the text message that the affair between Willis and Wade started prior to Wade's appointment as special prosecutor. So he was just asked to, hey, here's this text. Explain it. He goes, I don't recall why I felt that it started at that time. But I do recall that he only met her, and I testified to that, that he met her at the judges conference in 2019. Not that they started sleeping together, kissing each other, hugging on each other, or taking vacations together or whatever, or that Wade got hired by Fawny Willis to run her introduction to the prosecutor's office, that she that he was the head of her transition team. But Terrence Bradley said, no, nah, I just know when they met. He said, I did not hear anything about the relationship from Wade that would lead me to believe that the relationship had started. And then the attorney asked a very simple question. He's like, why would you speculate in an earlier text when you were asked a direct question about when the relationship started? Why would you speculate on that? Knowing that the question was asked by the attorney representing one of the clients opposed to Fonnie Willis's viewpoint in this case. And Terrence Bradley's learned answer was, I have no answer for that. I have no answer for that. Yeah, why can't you see, Terrence Bradley, that you are lying on the stand under oath and likely putting yourself in a precarious situation for these two people who, if there is any justice in the world, will not be allowed to continue to head this case. I mean, they might hand it off to another prosecutor's office. They might. But I seriously doubt that the judge will allow that to happen. Now, there were other Revelations, And you can find all these on BreitbartNews.com, including one story uh, headlined that former employees in the Atlanta Fulton County District Attorney's Office revealed that Fonnie Willis's extreme DEI training forced them to associate white people with bad people. So they would show them a picture of a white person and a bad person, and they would quiz them on just on visual appearance, which person is good and which person is bad. And guess what? The office run by the daughter of a former Black Panther wanted you to answer every single time that the white person was bad. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.